And then one day our kids are in preschool and we go out for a run and we're like, we're not pushing baby carriages. This is way easier than pushing baby carriages. Disney's Radio episode 716 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, real quick before we dive into today's episode, no official sponsors, so I'm just going to remind you that if you haven't done so already, uh, I do a giveaway of a free training program, free training plan every month, and uh, if you haven't got yourself entered yet, you know, you, you don't have a chance to win, but once you enter, you have that chance, so head over to disruns.com slash giveaway if you haven't done so already. You can also just get there right from the homepage, disruns.com. There's a button that says click here to enter. There should be a pop-up that, that comes up when you click that button. Put your name, your email address, you're automatically entered to win. And at the end of each month, or technically at the beginning, so on like the first or second of each month, uh, I, I pick a name only from those that were entered prior to the end of the last month. And, uh, you know, that person wins. And I work with you just like I would with any paying client at the training plan level. So uh, you get that you get the full Monty. It's not some half-baked version. It is the real deal training plan. Uh, at least it's real deal is what I offer. You know, maybe, maybe there's some better ones out there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, if you want a free training plan, free free working with me, uh, that's the best way to do it. Disruns.com slash giveaway. Yes, it does subscribe you to my email list, but I like to think that my emails are actually worth reading. At least most of them are. Hopefully they are. Uh, that's always the goal. Um, basically they're like blog posts. They're not like typical email newsletters. They're, they're, they're proper blog posts. So if you want to check out, you know, some of the other stuff that I've got going on in my head or some of the other lessons and, and things like that, that's, that's the best place to do it. And, uh, you can also get yourself entered to win uh, a free training plan. So it's, it's a win-win all the way across the board, disruns.com slash giveaway. And now let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a woman that uh, I first met very briefly uh, back in Kansas for the Prairie Fire Marathon last year, and um, you know, as as would have you know, as is the case, you kind of exchange a message here and there, a quick email, and and little social media, and and before long, um, you know, actually started working together a little bit this year, and uh, from a coaching perspective, and then she just happened to be in the area for her work this week and asked if we could get together for a run while she was in town. So uh, I upped the ante a little bit, asked her if we could uh, not only run, but also do a, a little podcast chat as well. And here we are. So uh, today's guest has run, I don't know what the exact number is these days, but 20, 30, something like that, half marathons, a handful of full marathons, mostly in Marine Corps, but also in Athens, Greece, um, and has also completed a few uh, Ironman, uh, half Ironman triathlons uh, along the way as well. So she's she's all in on all these endurance type of activities. Uh, her day job, she's also the uh, director of race operations for Wear Blue Run to Remember. Run to Remember, easy for me to say, which is a, a nonprofit organization that helps honor the service and sacrifice of our military members here in the United States. So, uh, lots of things to talk about today uh, that we haven't already talked about on our on our run that we went on uh, before we started recording this. But uh, it's a pleasure today to be able to welcome Miss Candy Newkirk to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Candy. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, meet you in person instead of emails and right. spreadsheets. Right, right. 
Um, guys, if you want to check out more about uh, some of the things that we uh, are going to talk about today, uh, wearebluerunterememember.org is the website for, for that organization. Um, and if you want to connect with Candy, Instagram is probably the best place. And her handle there is at Candy Graham. That's Candy, K-A-N-D-I dot Graham, G-R-A-M. So at Candy dot Graham. Uh, as per usual, everything will be in the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 716 is a link that will take you back there. So, Candy, the, the way we always start the show, I mean, you, you, you probably know this a little bit. You might, might have heard, heard this question a few times. Um, but still, got to ask it. Got to keep tradition going, right? Uh, so I have to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? 13.1, easily. And I just feel my body can really adapt to that very well little training, good training. Mm-hmm. It's just a super comfortable place for me to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, for, for all of us, time is, time is a crunch, you know, everybody's got busy lives and, and work and family and other obligations and this and that and the other. And, um, I think once you get to that half marathon level, it's, it's a lot more maintainable, um, both in time for terms of time, the amount of time it takes in terms of body wear and tear on the yes. body. Um, you know, some, some of us, maybe not so much me, but although I guess I'm trying to do it this year, making, maintaining that marathon base a little bit more. Um, but boy, it's definitely a lot, a lot more doable to stay at that, at that 13.1 type of, of level and just jump in whenever, whenever you want, basically. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it makes it easy for life Mm -hmm. when you have, you know, work, family obligations and traveling, it just makes it an easy, you know, easy pop out, get six, eight miles in, and then right. you're still able to kind of maintain that. And then if a race comes along, you're kind of ready for, right. yeah, for you, anything you don't to need, pop in. You don't need a multi-month buildup at right, that point. You exactly. can you, you give me a couple of weeks of notice and we're, and we're good to go yes. and make it happen. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's a, definitely a, a common answer, but it's, it's it really is a great, a great race. It, it's a great distance. It's, you know, I've heard people say before too, that it's you know far enough to, that you can't just wing it, but it's not so far that like, if you're not really totally prepared, like you're going to, you're just going to hate your life for, right. you know, 10 miles like you would if you're not ready for the marathon. You're right. like, well, I'm just going to totally jump in it and, and you get to 15 miles and oof, not a, not a pretty, uh, pretty last 10 or 11 miles at that point. So how'd you get, how'd you get started into running? Was that something that's always been a part of your life or, or where'd that come along? It is not something that's been a part of my life. I have, April is my ninth anniversary of running. Mm. My daughter will be 10 in May and she... About a year after she was born, the local gym started a stroller class Mm. for moms. So you could bring your child and do exercises. And I was like, okay, this is great. And then that turned into our coach challenging us to do a 5K pushing our strollers. (laughs) So I actually started running and I probably did five or six races, 5Ks and 10Ks pushing a stroller. And then one day our kids are in preschool and we go out for a run and we're like, we're not pushing baby carriages. <laughs> this is way easier than pushing baby carriages. And so my girlfriend and I just decided that uh, we were just going to kind of keep going. And then someone kind of said, well, what about a half marathon? And we were like, 13 miles. Are you crazy? Right. <laughs> and then we just found a half marathon. We did the Hilton Head half marathon and from there it was the most miserable experience of my life <laughs> I, had a, I had a pretty decent time but afterwards you know just soreness and getting in a car and mm-hmm. never doing this again and I specifically remember sticking my finger in somebody's face and saying I will never listen to you again 
and they kind of encouraged me to no so I had this mentor who kind of encouraged me to keep going and keep trying and that kind of is when it became my distance and I was doing a trail run one day and we were coming down and we were about nine miles and that's when I was like I'm a runner mm. and so it mm. took me about two years to become a runner right, right. <laughs> and so or do you at least really admit that you admit, admit to yourself <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like I'm buying all this gear and 150 dollars <laughs> shoes but I'm still not I'm still a runner. runner I'm still not a runner so what was, if, if we don't mind going into it a little bit more, because I, I uh, you know, you, you tease something up like it was the worst experience ever. Um, uh, and it, was it, what, what was so, I mean, I think we all have, have been there at some point where it's like, yeah, certainly the first, the first run or the first, you know, dis, first time doing a new distance, maybe the first time doing a, a half or a full or whatever, you know, there is some, some soreness that you're not necessarily prepared for because you just haven't, haven't done it yet. Um, you know, and I think I've, I've definitely done the whole get on the airplane. I, I haven't done too much of the, the long drive, although I have done that before too, but you know, get on the airplane two hours after a marathon or three hours after a marathon and, and fly back across the country. That's not always the best, the best strategy either, but, but, um, maybe misery loves company. So what was, what was, uh, your, your miserable experience? Misery definitely loves company. Um, we discussed on the run, but I'm a cold weather runner and why I chose Hilton head Mm -hmm. (laughs) still haven't quite figured that out yet. I think it just for our schedules, it just kind of fit into our life schedules and with kids. Um, it just worked into that. So it was warmer than I really anticipated it to be. And then really it was the after getting in the car Mm -hmm. for five hours and not stopping (laughs) and probably getting out and walking and so the next three days were not very less less than enjoyable (laughs) i did not want to run again ever (laughs) because there has to be something better than this and there's there's the excitement of crossing the finish line Mm -hmm. and doing that but it was unfortunately (laughs) short-lived for me because (laughs) of the aftermath right but once i figured out how to kind of manage that then it became okay, this is doable. Now I know, like, I need to walk for a few minutes right. and I need to stretch and I need to, okay, let's not get in a car or plan our plane trip mm-hmm. for later in the afternoon or the next day. And that has totally helped. Strength training has totally helped. Cross right. training has totally helped with a lot of that. Yeah, all those all those things that you don't know the first time. That, that uh, <laughs> you don't know the first time. And, and it's, it's, I don't know, sometimes it's it's frustrating and sometimes it's it's just the nature of the beast where, you know, for me, it's like I'm trying to, to help people and, 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 you know, don't make some of the same mistakes that I've made, but you know, I think, I think some of these mistakes or, or if you want to call them mistakes, the quote unquote mistakes, you just have to kind of learn the hard way. And, uh, you know, now it's like, I don't, I don't hesitate too much to jump in an airplane afterwards, but it's like, you know, those are the ones when I don't mind having a little bit of a connection break and things like that. Cause like get up, walk around, like get to the airport. Like I'm that annoying guy that won't like sit down in the, in the gate because it's like, I've been, I know that I don't, I'm right. going to be sitting down. I don't want to sit down now. So you kind of figure it out or, you know, on the, on the drive back now, it's like, right, well, if this is a six hour drive, it's going to take probably seven and a half hours because every rest stop you get out, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom, but you get out, walk, walk around a little stretch. bit, get some, get some movement. Don't let that stiffness settle down. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I would imagine if we, if we surveyed the, uh, the audience, there's probably a few people that, uh, have some of those same horror stories because like like i said lord knows that i do as well so you, you start getting into into running a bit more after a couple of years and really like all right yes this is this is something that that i that i do um that i enjoy doing um you'd found that 13.1 was it was a good distance for you what was the um the nudge that, that got you to try going a little bit farther and, and doing the first first 26.2 my friend um that i told you about was my running mentor 
had run a marathon and he just encouraged me. He said, you can totally do this. You've done at that point, I think I'd probably done 10 or 10 or 12 half marathons. And he was like, this is totally doable. We'll make a schedule. We'll do, you know, we'll do it together. We'll do it. And so that was, so we chose the Marine Corps marathon. My Mm. father was a Marine in Vietnam. And that just to me was the draw was like, it has to be the Marine Corps marathon. And we trained for six months and we actually started like a month earlier i'm one of those people who believes like you should run 26 miles before you run 26 (laughs) miles so we had a training plan and started probably six weeks before everybody else and ran 26 miles a lot of that for me is mental i need Mm -hmm. to know that i can Mm -hmm. do that before i actually get there and there's a huge difference for me from 20 to 26.2 totally agree so that was the nudge that that got us there and once i did it it was that'll tie into wear blue later Mm -hmm. but once I did it and finished it and accomplished it and you have these Marines at the, you know, all through the race and then you have Marines at the end who are handing you their medal and they're saluting you and they're telling right. you congratulations and there's the Iwo Jima and I'm a huge history buff. So all of it was just super emotional and, mm-hmm. and that was, I was hooked after that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, uh, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what I said in the intro. Funny how that works. Something falls <laughs> out of my mouth and I forget exactly what I said, but if memory serves, you've done that race Five times, six five, t- times. five times. I wanted five. So when you run Marine Corps five times, you become you know the club. Okay. So you don't have to do the lottery anymore. Uh, you can you can go apply. back anytime you want. You now. can go back anytime you want. So my goal was to do it five times, and I ended up doing it five times in a row. Okay. So my first time was my best time. My last time was my worst time. <laughs> and I'm not really a time girl, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. But um, it's it's a fantastic race as far as it's very well run. Obviously, obviously they're in their forty. I think this year is their 43rd year, mm-hmm. maybe. So it's a race that's been around forever, and they have it just nailed down right. to a T as to what to expect, what it's spectator-friendly. I run in the mountains. I live in western North Carolina. I run alone, and the spectators friendly all through mm-hmm. pretty much the 26 miles. So for me, it's like exciting because it's like it gives you that extra energy when there's people cheering for you and you don't right. know them and of course the crazy signs you see yeah, <laughs> when course, you run and there's you know on the national mall there's just all kinds of signs and people and it's it's super exciting so it's a great race for it for that and that's why I kept, one of the reasons why i kept going back gotcha how long has it been since you've run marine corps seven Uh-oh. 16 Okay. 16. And then two weeks later, my sister and I flew to Greece and ran and the Athens Marathon. Okay. And we always do no run November. We call it no <laughs> run. No, so Marine Corps is in October. And November is always no run November. But the Athens Marathon is two weeks after that in like the second week of November. And after that, I put my 26.2 on the shelf for just a little bit. I mm-hmm. said two marathons and in a couple of weeks. 16 that's, days that's, is, that's, that's is flying 5,000 miles across the country was kind of okay, I'm good. I've got my five in for Marine Corps. I can go back when I want to Mm -hmm. and just kind of wanted to focus on some shorter distances, keeping that 13.1, the the elusive PR. I want this PR that Mm -hmm. you're going to help me with. (laughs) And I want this elusive PR. And then, um, the, a lot of the people that I work with are into this Ironman world and (laughs) they will (laughs) suck you in. (laughs) And so in 20, 17, I got 16, I volunteered at an Ironman event in Augusta, Georgia, and was amazed at the mm. athletes and the all of the ability levels. I think when you're coming from the outside and you're not a pro, right. you think, 
I will never be able to do this because you see these people finish in three hours and right. 50 minutes or four hours. With negative and, 2% body yes, fat exactly. just jacked out of your mind. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't know. There was just something about it that just drew me in. And then I have all of these influences that I work with that have are super encouraging and they have done half Ironmans and full Ironmans and, um, my boss has done Kona and mm. just, you can do it. Everybody is just right. super encouraging. And so I kind of stuck my toes in the water there. And that's kind of, kind of where I've been the last two years and this year. And, and really that 70.3 distance is a good distance, a good distance. for me. You know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned the, uh, the perception for the Ironman that, you know, only the, the best, the, the quote unquote, the elites or whatever, that the superhuman athletes, I, I some, something I don't necessarily realize anymore, but I feel like running is the same way where, you know, you talk to, to maybe some non-runner friends and they're like, Oh, I could, I could never do that. And then, you know, again, you get somebody to a race, you get somebody, especially to a big race, you know, where there's, where there's going to be a total cross section of runners there. Um, probably your Marine Corps, certainly your big, some of your big city races. I think of Disney cause it's local to me, um, of all shapes and sizes and, 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 this that ages and and everything ability level right yeah. right and and kind of opens some eyes that like well maybe maybe i could do this maybe maybe i could do it and it's it's you know and i think then for me I, so then I, I think of myself which you know we all think of ourselves right but it's like i have no desire to do it which which that's that's okay too but i i think i could if i if i wanted to um but i want to get into the triathlon stuff in a minute but first going back to uh before we get too far off track Athens and, and flying over to Greece and, and doing a marathon there. Um, I'm sure that the, that was quite the, uh, quite the experience. That was by far the most amazing race that I've had. It was also the worst <laughs> as far as in Athens, they don't give out cups of water. They give out bottles of water mm. and the gentleman in front of me at mile 16, they also tell you it's a race. You cannot PR because it's hilly Mm -hmm. and I have to be very careful because I roll my eyes because I live in the mountains. So a mountain, you know, a hill to you is not necessarily going to be a hill to me. And we had driven the course and I was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I'm going to see how the body feels and I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And I left my sister. (laughs) I'm not going to let my dad listen to this podcast. (laughs) I left my sister about mile six and I said, I'm going to go for it. My body was feeling it. I felt great. Nice. It was 80, but it wasn't miserable. Mm -hmm. And at mile 16 or 17, a gentleman dropped his water bottle instead of tossing it. And I stepped on it and the knee just something happened no pop no no nothing I could not run Mm -hmm. but there was zero pain walking so I literally walked the last 10 miles of the race and I wasn't for the first couple of miles I was a little like I have flown 5,000 miles (laughs) to walk but then I started realizing you're getting into the city. It's a point-to-point race. So you mm-hmm. start in Marathon, which is where all the history is, and right. the Olympic flames there, and Fidipides, and the statue of Nike, and you know all the history nerd stuff comes out. And it's like I'm at the start line, and I'm crying, <laughs> and my sister thinks I'm in, you know crazy. And but the race itself is kind of of boring because there's really nothing between Marathon until you get into the mm-hmm. city of Athens. And by the time I got into the city of Athens, is which is kind of where this happened. 
now the crowds are out and your name is on your bib and these people think that you are a hero if you run this race like you are some amazing runner mm-hmm. if you run this race and they would just call my name and cheer for me and I'm literally walking, walking. Wow. <laughs> so I was like okay and you finish in the Athens Olympic Stadium and you run up this ramp and I was like okay I am not finishing this race walking <laughs> I am going to run into the Olympic Stadium and I ran into the Olympic Stadium and you run about halfway around the track and there are literally thousands of wow. Athens people in the stadium cheering for I mean like six and a half hours later wow. in the stadium cheering for you and so in that aspect it was just it was a fantastic experience and the, the people were just amazing and it's, it's a great race it's a great course but um, it was wonderful. Wow, it was wonderful. Wow. I'm curious to know, from from your perspective, going over there. Obviously, the, the stepping on the water bottle <laughs> thing, not not the greatest. Uh, yeah, there not, goes my PR. Yeah, there, there goes the, there goes there goes all of that. But from a from a you know whether you want to call it logistics or or whatever, what what we're familiar with here as in, in races in the states, um, you know, as far as expos as far as course markings and, and just all of the kind of things that, that we're comfortable with how does how does or maybe not comfortable but used to familiar with how does that compare to to what you experienced in athens is it is it pretty similar lots of differences it's actually very similar their their water stations are obviously water bottles mm-hmm. uh, which i actually liked um you get more water and then you right. can kind of carry it if you need it less and likely to splash it all over your right, face if you're trying exactly. to take a sip on the it makes run. it easier right. to um so I, I did like that aspect the expo was really interesting so they have the same things you know that we have here nutrition gear just anything that you can think of but the big difference is they have it, and I don't know how to explain it. They have it sectioned off where you literally have to walk by every booth. Mm. So it's almost like, I don't want to call it a maze, but it's, you are literally walking by every booth. So if you here in the States, if you go, you can kind of meander and around and, right. and go through and you literally pick up your bib and your, your gear bag and, and your goodie bag. And you're kind of forced mm-hmm. to walk through, which I thought was great because it makes everybody, you know, these people who are at the expo they have spent their time and money to come here and set up and show their you know whether it's you know gear or or nutrition items you know that they've spent their time to do that and so that was probably the biggest difference was just the expo making you go through each little area and and then of course that's great because you get to meet other runners Mm -hmm. and you get to interact with more people and learn different things about a different culture right and you know over there they're very the the Greek are very healthy, and so their nutritional products are quite a bit different than mm-hmm. what ours are and stuff like so this was so that was really the big difference but and course markings are in kilometers okay, okay right. first of all, I stink <laughs> at math so so I get to twenty six the twenty six kilometer sign and I'm like we really this is, this is, this is huge people this is awkward <laughs> because I feel like I should be done <laughs> twenty six yes, mm. and then no no, I have twenty six more of those to go this might, this might be a world record <laughs> right? this is definitely a PR at this point. And uh, so kilometer markers were, and because I don't do math and I mm-hmm. think a kilometer is less, obviously less than a mile. Right. So I think it's like 42 kilometers, 42 yeah, something. It's, it's about 42.2. Yeah. Right. So that was, that was a little disconcerting at first, but it also kind of made the race go by faster because you're seeing the those markers tick. go right. by faster. Right. So it, it feels like it's ticking off a little bit quicker. So on the course, that's probably the biggest difference were the kilometer markers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's uh 
one thing that I, I have a few right now, um, my only international clients are, are in Canada and they, one of them speaks pretty good, pretty good miles for her, her running. And the other one is, is a bit more kilometers and I don't have any problem going back and forth. My problem is as far as the distance, my problem is the paces. It's like, all right, what is a good, like, what is a good kilometer uh, per hour pace or oh, whatever, right. you know, it, it, it's like, I'm, I'm doing this at, at three something pace. I'm like three something pace. Like, Wait a minute. No, it's kilometers. Right? So <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, but yeah, like that, that conversion bit, if you're not, if you're not in the right headspace, whether you're a math person or not, if you're not thinking it that way, boy, it, it'll throw you. For and a loop I was real quick. not expecting that, which, you know, of course everybody else in the world pretty much uses right, kilometers. Right. So I was not expecting that. So the first couple of times that we were passing them, we're like, this is really awkward, awkward, mm. awkward. But then you get used to it and you understand. And then yes. it's, and then it becomes really, you can use it as a, as a positive mental, right. like, okay, they're clicking off quicker. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So one other thing that, that you mentioned in there before we, we really take a pivot to some of the wear blue stuff that I definitely want to get into, um, no run November. Um, and, and, and I'm not coming at this from any type of, of, of angle, but I'm, I'm curious how, how did that get started for you guys? I think, you know, I started running at, you know, 39 and I've just recognized that my body needs rest. I am not a four day a week runner. I can, my body's not happy when mm-hmm. I do it. Marathon training, you know, as we've discussed with life work, you know, family obligations. My daughter's a gymnast, so we're constantly, you know, on the road with gymnastics during competition season and just fitting all of that in. And then also just quickly flipping into where blue October is our busiest month Mm, with races. So if we're at Marine Corps and I'm running Marine Corps, now I'm traveling, you know, two or three times a month and now I don't want to do anything. So no run November became, you know, like I'm going to relax and do, you know, I literally put my shoes on the top shelf of my closet and don't touch them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not running, I'm not walking. I'll do some yoga, definitely stay with, with the yoga, but I just need that rest of my body needs to recover from, right. from that. When, when you get, you know, when it gets to, again, for, for the, for the internationals here, but when you get to like the American Thanksgiving, which is typically, you know, you know, about the last week or so of, depending on exactly how the calendar falls about the last week of, of the month. Um, do you start to get the itch? Are you like, are you like counting down? Like, like instead of a kid at Christmas, are you, are you a kid at Thanksgiving counting down to December 1st? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because for probably eight of the nine years that I've been running, one of my girlfriends and I on Thanksgiving morning always run out at one of our favorite trails in the Great Smoky mm-hmm. Mountains, Deep Creek Trail. So it's a four-mile loop, and sometimes we run it, sometimes we walk it. But it's our way of being thankful that we have these bodies that are right. very capable of of doing something that you know a lot of people can't do or won't do or won't or, or won't try. Mm-hmm. So it's our way of so Thanksgiving Day we actually get out there and kind do of, that, that is that is the, the, December that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the push to be like okay next week we probably need to start figuring out what our race plan is for Mm. for the year but so thanksgiving day literally is actually the day where we okay we're gonna start moving a little bit and do a little bit more gotcha gotcha and and and, you know i i think a lot of a lot of us listening and and you know myself included you know that that idea of taking a month off sounds sounds i don't want to say quite unbearable but but not you know i mean you know, as, as runners, most of us, we, we like, we like to run. Um, but 
on the flip side, I do think that there's probably a lot of value in something like that. Whatever month you want to choose or whatever a week, you know, week or whatever. I mean, you know, I talk about the value of rest and recovery and taking care of your body all the time. Um, and I, I, I can see some real value in that. And, and again, whether you want to do it for a month, whether you want to do it for a week, whether you want to do it for, for two weeks or, or whatever, um, you know, I, I, I and, and I, here's where I guess I'm trying to go with this. I've said however many times that, you know, miss a workout doesn't matter. Like, you, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. You're not going to lose all this, this fitness because you, you missed one three mile run on a random Tuesday or something, you know? Um, and you know, when, when somebody's dealing with an injury, it's like, Hey, take, take a few days off, take a week off, whatever, let your body kind of recover, let, you know, work through that, that issue a little bit and then get back out there. You're not going to lose much fitness. Um, in a month or whatever it ends up being three weeks, three and a half weeks for, to get to Thanksgiving day. Um, you know, I'm not going to try to tell anybody that you're not going to lose a little bit, but, but what I, what I do believe in, and what I want to get your, your take on and, and let you share this with some people as well that maybe are, are struggling to, to believe this idea is it doesn't take that much time to kind of build back after taking a few weeks to allow your body and your mind to have a little bit of a break. So kind of leading up, you kind of probably know where this is going at this point. When, when you do start getting back into it, when, when you get your, your run in on Thanksgiving and then you start to get into, all right, it's December, let's, let's start moving again. How much does that time off impact you? Even if you're not super focused on, on the watch and the pace and things like that, a lot of people are. And, and you know, what, what's, what's your take on that side of things of coming back after taking several weeks off? It is super easy for me. It, I don't, obviously we don't jump into any high mileage, you know, three, four miles here or there, two or three days a week. I just know that my body loves that time off. Mm -hmm. And I think it is a little bit mental, but I also know that my body is just not, it just needs a break from, from that hardcore, you know, 18 mile runs, 16 mile runs, 12 mile runs, you know, then your race day and adrenaline and everything that goes. So it's super easy for me to get back into easily two or three days a week. And then that's kind of where my prime running comes in because I like to, I'm a cold cold, weather, cold weather runner. And so the, the weather's cooling off and it's much easier for me to just kind of get in a groove and run and, and pick that right back up. So mm. I don't obviously jump into anything super heavy. We usually don't plan any races for November or December, mm-hmm. January, and February is sometimes kind of when we'll start maybe pick a 10 K or, or a right. half towards the end of the month. You know, and you mentioned the, the mental side of things, which, which maybe that's where one area where, where we're a little bit unique than, than a lot of folks because our work is in running as well. So, so for, you know, for most most people, it's like you're running to kind of I don't want to say get away, but it's it's a, it's different than work, and it's different than family. It's it's a different it's a place for your mind to be able to be a little bit more free. Um, and and for us, where where you know, I love it. I love love my job. I love that that that. But it's always running. It's 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 always running all the time. So maybe that's even more of a reason for for someone like yourself, and maybe something that I should try to implement a bit more for myself as well. <laughs> Um, although if, I think instead of picking like November, I need to pick like July or some, you know, some hot as hot as wicked hot, hot swamp and humid month, down you know, here. Like, yeah, like that's a good month to take off. But, but to really to have that again, whether again, two weeks, a week, whatever, just have a little bit of a break to just kind of breathe. And, you know, maybe after a busy race season or, or whatever, just, just cleanse the palate a little bit. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then you couple weeks later, a month later, you're, you're right back to where you started from and moving forward again. And I think it's interesting that people really have a hard time with that rest concept. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't, and maybe it's because I'm not a watch girl. I'm right. not, you know, right. a pace girl. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm all across the finish line and, you know, and I'm good. Now, obviously I have goals, but so maybe that's part of it as mm-hmm. well is that I'm not necessarily concentrated on a certain pace or a certain, you know, time frame that I want, you know. Well, and, so. well, and Instagram loves the no pain, no gain and grind it and rise and grind and, yeah, and no. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no. And, and uh, yeah, our bodies don't necessarily <laughs> like that. Bodies quite as, don't like quite that. As much. But, but ultimately, you know, just like everything, it comes down to what, what works for you. And, and you, you sounds like you've kind of found you need that three to four weeks off. Somebody else maybe doesn't need, like, again, I, I keep going back to even myself. I don't think I need that much. But I think the idea, I've, I've kicked around the idea of taking a week, maybe, maybe a couple times a year, instead of stringing those all together, but, right. you know, maybe a week, a quarter or something like that where it's, it's focused on, you know, maybe doing more bike work or more yoga work or more pool work, just something, something different, yes. still stay active. Um, but just, you know, so, so you don't run those 25 or 30 miles that week, like big picture. So what? Yeah. So what you're going to be, and I'm not an that. elite athlete, so right. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So shifting gears a bit, like I, like I said, definitely want to get into, to wear blue, uh, and, and what you, what you and, and everybody else that the team there has, has going on. Um, it's an organization that I, Quite frankly, I, I don't even know what the how how long y'all have been around. I'm curious to know that as well. But I never heard of Wear Blue at all until Prairie Fire. Um, and as as I talked about in the the review for that that episode, and I don't typical poor podcasting host. I don't have that number right in front of me. But if, you, if guys, if you missed that review and want to find more about just that race in general, if you scroll back into your feed to uh, October of uh, of 2018, I guess at this point. Um, there's a, there's a quick tip in there somewhere, middle of the month ish. <laughs> so whatever, whatever episode number that would be, we'll link it in the show notes. Don't worry. But, um, went to the, went to the dinner. That was, that was part of my thing being there to help promote the race was to, to go to the dinner and talk a little bit and just, and just be able to, to share about the whole race as well. And like I said, in that review, quite different type of speaking situation than any other race that I've been to where, where the race director, Bob is up and he shares a little bit and tells, tells a little bit of the story of the race and some of the history and things like that. And then literally asks everybody in the room to, to come up and just, you know, introduce yourself and say something quick about why you're here, why you chose this race, whatever the case might be. Most people talked for a couple of seconds. I think I went a little bit longer than, than most surprise, surprise, put a microphone in front of me and I might talk for a minute. But, but when you got up and kind of introduced yourself and, and what you were here for and, and shared a little bit about what we were going to see on the course the next day. I was like, wow, like I, I would have had no idea on race day if, if it hadn't happened. So all that to say, we'll get into kind of all that as we go. Terrible, terrible way to ask a question. Um, but where blue run to render? What, what is the, I mentioned it in the, in the opening a little bit, but, but give, fill us in a little bit more on what, what's the organization? What, what's it all about? Where, where did it kind of come from? So we are, like you mentioned in your opening statement, we are a predominantly all-volunteer organization that runs to honor the service and sacrifice of the American military. We bridge the gap between the military and civilian communities, so we want the civilians to understand that right now, currently, we still are in an active war Mm -hmm. 17 years later after nine. Uh, after um, 9-11. So we want to bridge that gap. There are still people, as of even last week, losing their lives, American service members losing their lives, and we want to honor their service and sacrifice. And it began our co-founder, Lisa Hallett's husband, John, Captain John Hallett, was killed in Afghanistan on August 25th, 2009, on a goodwill mission in southern Afghanistan. And she turned to running. She was always a runner, but she turned to running as a coping mechanism. Mm. 
And that deployment ended up being one of the worst deployments in that unit's history. And women, just wives and family members began gathering and running on Saturday mornings. And they, their purpose was community. Like we are in this together and they were able to support each other. And then it just grew into this network of supporting each other and growing and wanting other people to realize the wanting civilians to realize that there are still people fighting and and dying for our freedoms so that's really how it began we have 42 communities across the united states that run every saturday morning and run walk Mm -hmm. bike we all ability levels you know it's just the idea is community so we want the we want to honor the fallen but we want the civilians to understand exactly why we're honoring the fallen. So that's the the basic overview of what Where Blue is and how we were founded. Gotcha, gotcha. And then um, how did you get involved with the organization? So Marine Corps 2012, <laughs> the first year I ran my first marathon, the first year I ran it, 12, uh, mile 12, Haynes Point, which is where we've been. Um, later I learned that was the first year that Where Blue had been oh, on wow. the course. So that was, that was neat to learn later, but you come across, up to these posters, which is we, it's called the Wear Blue Mile, and the first part of the mile is posters of faces of the fallen, mm-hmm. and they're in chronological order by date of death. And there was after John Hallett is Captain Corey Jenkins, and Corey Jenkins was holding a baby, and his baby had his daughter had an outfit on that my daughter had that exact same mm-hmm. outfit, and I snapped a picture of that, and that just there was something about his poster that just absolutely just grabbed my heart and said, I I have to do something Mm. with this. And that's kind of the goal is what, when you, when you run through this wear blue mile, what, how, how do we, how do we do something with it when we're finished? And so after you run through the posters, we serve as a living memorial as well. So the first part of the mile is this solemn tribute and, really wanting people to pause, honor, remember, respect this, the sacrifice of these men and women. But the second half is we don't want to be a stasis memorial. We Mm. want to be this living memorial. So we have volunteers holding American flags and each flag has a streamer that is embroidered with the name of a corresponding poster. And the volunteers are cheering Mm -hmm. through. And so one of the things is we want these men and women to be remembered. So by calling their names and by, by saying their names, you know, there's the quote where, you know, a man dies two deaths, you know, first when he passes away and second, when someone stops calling their name. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that they don't have that second death. And the second half of that mile is where you get the cheering and the encouragement and you can do this. And I think at Marine Corps, it's just perfectly placed, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have other races across. We have 14 races across the country that we participate in. And it's just, that's where I got involved with Wear Blue. I sent an email and it was literally probably like you said, (laughs) the worst email ever. I'm like, I live in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. I don't have a military connection. I don't know what you're looking for, but it ended up, um, I ended up having a call with uh, Lisa and another lady, Jessica, and they needed an expo coordinator. Mm -hmm. So kind of started in the expo coordinator with going to some of these races as the expo person. And then three years ago, got the director of race operations. So my job is to kind of put all of the pieces together for the races that we go to, to make sure that everything is organized with. So working with and coordinating with the race directors of the big races that we go to, Mm -hmm. and then making sure we have posters, flags, volunteers, streamers, all all of the things. Um, I know, I know when you were at 
Prairie Fire. Um, you had the booth set up and people were, were walking by a bit. Um, you know, when, when somebody is at a race and they see probably you, but, but somebody with, from Wear Blue that's, that's at, at, a, at, a, right. at the expo, um, what, what, what are you, what are you, for lack of a better way of saying it, what, what are you doing there? Are you just kind of sharing the message? Are you recruiting volunteers? Like, like when you're at a, at a race expo, what, what is, what so is we, happening there? So we do a little bit of everything. Our primary source of income is donations and sales of merchandise. So mm-hmm. at the expo, we sell our wear blue t-shirts. They are blue because the PT shirts that uh, John's unit wore where they were the Buffaloes okay. and their PT shirts were blue. So that's why it's, that's why the shirts are blue and then wear blue run to remember. And we're all lowercase and because we are bigger than what our mm-hmm. name is. So, and it's a shoe print on the back of our, our shirt, not a boot print because we are runners and we are running with purposeful steps. So there are 41 stars on the, sh- on the shirt and the 41 stars are for the 41 who were lost in that original yeah. deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, but so at the expo, we sell, sell our merchandise and we are obviously telling people, you know, who we are, what we do, what you're going to see on the course, at what mile mm-hmm. you're going to see this at, so that we can get people involved. You know, where do you live? Do you have a community near you? We can find a community ne- near you. You can make a community near you. So that's usually what we're doing at the expo. Gotcha, gotcha. Is, has it been? Has the does the organization continue to grow? You're kind of at a point where it's. I don't want to. I don't want this to sound the wrong way. Where it's like. We're at a good cruising altitude. We're kind of staying here. Or are you looking to continue We are to cruising and climbing. Cruising and climbing. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and it's fantastic because with, you know, with growth comes a little bit of, of growth pains. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're pains that are well worth it. And we're working through them. And it's, it's just a phenomenal situation where people are now calling us. You know, mm-hmm. will you come to our race? Will you come right. to our race? And, and ideally, you know, we, when I first worked with them it was please let us come to your race (laughs) (laughs) and now we actually had a group of uh people from the pro football hall of fame marathon run through our run through our mile at the rock and roll dc race several years ago and they called us and they were like what do we need to do Mm -hmm. to get you they were just so moved by what and so now we are constantly being and and so with that growth comes okay well we're predominantly all volunteers so how do we staff these races and how do we raise the funds for you know the posters and the flags and the volunteers and and really situationally analyzing what races we need to be at Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's um it was a powerful mile and, and, uh, it was definitely something that, like I said, if, if I wasn't at that dinner, like it was still been powerful, but like I wouldn't have, wouldn't have known. So happy to, to help kind of get some more of that, that word out there because it's, it's, you know, like I was running with a couple of other people that you just kind of pick up, you know, some, some friends on race day. Right. right. And, uh, I was trying to explain to them what was, what, what exactly was going on. And I'm sure I didn't do a very good job because, you know, because you're it, running, I, I was, I was running and, and kind of, you know, it heard it the night before, but you know, you know, hear something the first time you don't necessarily pick up all, all the details, but it was, it was definitely re- really a, a cool thing. So for, for us as, as runners, like you said, donations are, are a, a primary lifeblood. And, and obviously, you know, if, if anybody wants to make a donation, they can do that where blue run to remember.org is the yes. website. Um, are there other things that, that we can do to, to be involved is to support the cause, to, to help, help keep some of these, these folks that are, that are no longer with us keep their memories alive and, and, and well? 
So, yes, join the Saturday Run community. <laughs> Start a Saturday Run community. We have six anchor communities, which are larger-based communities. So JBLM, which is just south of Seattle, which is kind of our home base, which, are, which is where our co-founder is. Uh, Wichita, Kansas, Fort Bragg, Augusta, Georgia, D.C., and I'm missing right. one. It's all right. I'm it's missing all right. no. Didn't I'm mean missing, to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm missing one. I should know this. This is. Um, I'm missing. I'll, I'll think of the sixth one when it's when it's too late. But um, but those are our anchor communities. Anchor community is really just kind of a bigger community, and then they get a race in their backyard. Mm. So Prairie Fire Prairie is Fire. one of right. yeah one of our where you found the World Blue Miles. One of our anchor communities. Candace Urban has just done a fantastic job building that community. So it's really getting together on a Saturday morning, we gather in what's called our circle of remembrance. And in that circle is where we call the names of whom we run for. And so I have several service members that I run for. And in that space, I'm able to call out their names. And then you push off and run and you're Mm -hmm. running with purpose and you're running to keep those, those names alive. And you're running, you know, as a mental way to say I'm not gonna let Sergeant Steve Sakota's name ever be forgotten or Private First Class Charles Wetzel who was my father's friend in Vietnam their their names are always going to be called and they're always going to be remembered so it's a way to to push off and and honor them that way if someone has a friend or family member that that has paid the the ultimate sacrifice and they want to get that person's name into into the wear blue community. How, how does, how does that, pro- is that, is that a, yes. a process that can happen? Absolutely. So I'll just backtrack a little bit. Gold star family members. A lot of people don't know what a gold star family member. So a gold star family member is if you've lost an immediate family member in a war. So, and recently that has come to encompass siblings as well. Okay. So spe- specifically spouses and children and brothers and sisters so all you have to do is go online we have our races listed and there's a poster deadline and you can submit your loved one's name where blue does not judge by cause of death so it, they do not have to be killed in action mm. we have their our only requirement is that they are in active duty service at the time they pass away so you know there are obviously unfortunate training accidents mm. um the amount of suicides, obviously, if anybody right. has, you know, paid any attention to that, the am- amount of suicides has, has just grown exponentially and car accidents, cancer, and then, of course, killed in action. Right. So any any of those are we honor. So all they have to do is go online if they want their loved one honored and, and fill out the form. And it can be at any of our races. And a lot of we have many Gold Star family members that come out, they request the poster and then they come out and they hold their loved ones mm. flags, which is, you know, one of the things on race morning that I love is like interacting because I see these posters and I know these names, mm. but like to connect to them and make them an actual person and right. make them hear a story, like tell me a story about your, your son or your daughter because I've seen this poster 15 times and mm-hmm. all I know is, you know, Sergeant Washington. Right. And, you know, and Sergeant Washington's a great story. He's just a poster that we had probably put our hands on a hundred times over, you know, all of these races. And we have these bibs that people can fill out and pin on their back and you can run for someone. Mm-hmm. And they just we had this bib filled out for what and a gentleman came up to the expo booth in Seattle and he was like who's this and so we told him we were like he's like I served with him 
And we were literally like begging for information (laughs) because we were telling him about, don't know how many times we've seen, you know, Mr. Washington's poster. And so he ended up telling us some great stories about what a great Marine he was and how kind hearted he was. And so when you hear those stories and you like, they become tangible and Mm -hmm. they become real and you remember. And so I love race morning, making those connections. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think that for somebody like me who has no immediate family members that, that, that have served, I mean, my, both of my grandfathers, world war two generation, they, they, but you know, since I ever knew them, you know, never, never active duty or anything like that. No, no cousins, no uncles, no, no anybody really connection wise. Um, you know, and like, like you said, kind of earlier at the beginning, it's, it's, I want to say it's easy to forget, but it's, it's, you know, we're blessed to have a volunteer army or volunteer armed forces. Um, and, and if you don't have that connection, it's, it's easy to see the news and, and hear the stories and, and, you know, feel bad when, when somebody loses their life, but it's, it's almost not real if, you know, without trying to sound too callous, like it's kind of how it, it it can be. And so to have an organization like what you guys are doing, with wear blue to, to really, like you said, bridge that gap and make that connection. And, and even though we're those of us that, that are the civilians and not connected, it's still not obviously not the same as a spouse or a parent or a sibling, but it's something. And like you said, keeping memories alive, keeping names alive, keeping the stories alive. Uh, it's amazing what, what you guys are doing. So, uh, thank you for, for sharing a little bit about that candy. Really, really appreciate it. I want to add one more thing. You asked what else we could do. Um, Memorial Day is one of our biggest Mm -hmm. events, obviously, and we have right now the number on the global war on terror is just under 7,000 deaths. So we are encouraging people to go to our website, sign up online, and if you sign up online, you will be given the name of a soldier or a service member to run in honor of Memorial Day. There are communities all across the country but you can do this out your back door Mm -hmm. you can sign up online and run out your back door in honor of this so our goal is to have all of these almost 7,000 service men and women honored on memorial day so i encourage everybody to go to our website sign up online under the memorial day tab and and receive a soda and you'll receive a a little bit of information Mm -hmm. about who they are and we always encourage people to google they're right. the name of the service member that they've received and, and learn just a little bit more about them and learn. Um, it's a little bit different life. These, these families, you know, our pillars are for the fallen, for the fighting and for the families. And really these, there are still people actively fighting right. and there are still families that are, are left behind, you know, during these nine, 12, 14 month deployments. Mm-hmm. So Memorial Day is one of our biggest pushes to honor those who've paid the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Head over where blue run to remember.org. So before we, before we quite wrap up here, Candy, got to, got to close off with the old philosophical question. <laughs> oh no. Uh, kind of shifting, shifting gears a little bit. Um, and, and, and I, you know, doing this in person, I don't have my normal list right there in front of me to, to pull from, but that's all right. I've, I've asked these questions enough times that, uh, I think I can, I think I can come, you know, bring one together. So, um, you know, in the, whatever it's been now, nine, 10 years that you've been running, um, and, you know, kind of transitioning a little bit into triathlon world as well, but, you know, kind of endurance, endurance sports in general. Um, what, what is something that you've learned about yourself as an endurance athlete, 
And I, whenever I ask this, I always want to kick myself like, you know, what is one of the, the half a dozen things probably that, that you've learned about yourself um, that, that, you know, obviously there's no way of knowing, but if, if we turn back the clock 15 years and you never got into to that stroller class at, at the gym, um, that who knows, maybe, maybe this lesson or this trait, something about yourself that, that you attribute kind of to your running and, and endurance uh, endeavors would have never come out if that whole line of thought makes any sense. It actually makes a lot of sense and kind of not going to cry. I learned I've never really had a space. Like, Mm. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I am not crafty. I'm, you know, I can list all these things that I'm not, 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 not. But I am organized and I am, I love to serve people. And Wear Blue allows me, through my running, my mm. love of running, to serve other people. And that's really what I've learned the most is that I can serve others through this incredible avenue. And I also think the mental aspect of mm. I never really knew how strong I was, not necessarily just physically. Right. But, you know, you get into these, even, you know, half marathon and and for everyone it is different you know maybe it's that 5k or the 10k or you know a full Ironman or you know 50 milers 100 milers you know it's that mental aspect for me that I never knew I was strong enough mentally and so that really for me is kind of the big big eye-opener of being able to serve others while doing something that I love and having this mental challenge of I'm going to accomplish this race Hmm. I, I, I love it. And as, as per usual, I'll try to stay out of the way and not, uh, not make that any messier than I have to, uh, in closing up. But once again, uh, guys, wear blue run to remember.org is the website. If you want to connect with candy uh, and ask, maybe ask her any questions. Although Absolutely. obviously if you, if you get on the website, there's all everybody associated with the, with the group, all their contact information is there, but on Instagram, you can connect with candy there at candy.gram again, K A N D I dot gram. Uh, com slash 716 is a link that'll take you back to the show notes for today. We'll have, we'll have all the things, some photos, some, some links, all, all of the stuff will be there. Dizruns.com slash 716. So Candy, thank you for, uh, for taking the time out of your little work trip to, yeah, to come hang you. out. And I guess, I guess this is still kind of can count as a little bit of work, right? You're talking about, talking about so what lately. you do, <laughs> but, uh, thanks for, thanks for the time. Thanks for running with me this morning. And I uh, certainly wish you and, and everybody at Wear Blue Run to Remember uh, nothing but the best going forward. And, and hopefully we can, we can get some folks to, to sign up and, and run for somebody on Memorial Day as That'd well. That would be great. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Candy and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that really just kind of resonated with you? Um, you can probably tell just from, from from the way we talked about it a little bit, or the way that I, I talked about it, what my my uh, takeaway is. And we even talked about this after we stopped recording. We kept talking about it. It was that big of a of a deal for me. But it was the idea of no run November, and and you know what, what Candy does, if you remember, uh, takes takes pretty much takes that month off, no running. Um, you know, at least until Thanksgiving, uh, and then she kind of gets back into it a little bit from there, and and you know picks back up in you know full full steam in December and. Uh, you know, I, I think for a lot of us, the idea of maybe taking a full month off, like, oh gosh, not even from the, the, you know, potential loss of fitness and, and what's that going to do to my fitness? Like, like, yes, that's, that's probably part of it. Um, which I think is overblown, but, but they're, they're, they're very well could be a little bit of a, of a, of a loss, but nothing too crazy. Um, but I think there's, at least for me, 
there's there's this feeling of like, well, that's that's kind of what I do. I mean, it clearly, it, like, it's what I do for a living. Um, not that I run for a living, but running is obviously a big is is all areas of running is how I I make the the money that I make to support my family. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. You know, like if I don't run, like like that that kind of is is a big part of my identity right now, and. I think that that one thing that I tried to, to talk about, and, and I, like I said, I know we talked about it. I talked about it with Candy after we, we finished the conversation, after we pressed stop on the old recorder. Um, but it doesn't have to be a month. It could be just planning to take a weekend off every month. Maybe take a week off every quarter or even just a week off every year. You know, do it, do what makes sense for you. Maybe it's taking some time off after each race. Just again, just, uh, you know, five days, eight days, 10 days, something like that. Just enough to kind of cleanse the palate a little bit. Just to, just enough to kind of press reset, clear your mind, and and get back to it, and and just kind of have it feel fresh and new. Um, you know, do you need to be super militant about doing it every month, every quarter, every six months, or every year, something like that? Not necessarily. Um, but if running starts to get a little bit stale, if it starts to get a little onerous, um, Instead of keep keep burning yourself out, keep grinding it into the ground. That's a good that's a good uh, sign that like hey maybe now is the time to just back off just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, and again, you know this it could be as short as like a weekend where you just don't don't do anything, don't do any long runs, just relax. Maybe do some some cross training, do something different, um, or just just straight up relax, and then you get back to it the next week. Um, I've I've thought about taking you know a, a, the better part of a month off here and there. Um, I've always heard people do it in the winter time, you know, like in, in December, take the last month of the year off because December is a crazy month anyway. And I've always kind of fought back against that. Cause it's like, hell, that's like, that's like one of the three months a year that it's, it's actually pretty comfortable to run in Florida. Why would I take that time off? Well, there's nothing that says you have to take December off. You know, I could just as easily take July off as I could December or August or June or any of these summer months where it's just brutal down here in Florida. But again, I don't even have to take a full month. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's one week. Maybe it's something that I, I should um, practice what I preach, and I kind of think I might. I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, at some point this summer, taking a week or 10 days, not because I am feel burned out, not because, hopefully not because there's an injury or something like that, but just, you know, take a week to just breathe. Take a week to just do some some extra yoga, some extra cycling, some extra strength training, maybe get in the pool and do some swimming. Something to just break it up a little bit, hit my body from a little different angle. I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to just sit around for that week or ten days that I take off. But uh, talking with Candy and hearing her her talk about that that no run November really replanted that seed in my head that uh, I'd kind of been neglecting or kind of maybe purposefully forgotten about. Um, and I think there's I think there's some value to that. I think there's something that uh, that you know as much as we're as much as we're runners and as much as we want to run. Um, having a little break here and there again, a few days, a week, two weeks, a month, whatever we need, even if we don't feel like we need it, even if we're not to that burnout phase yet, I think there's some value there. I think there's some value there. And, and I think, um, I think that I'm going to plan on exploring that at some point this summer. And I'll obviously keep you abreast of how that goes whenever I kind of put that, put that plan into action and take a few days off. And so, you know, again, use it, how it fits your training schedule, Use it how it fits your life. Use it how it fits the, the, the weather, the climate that you live in. Um, maybe plan that, that little bit of time off strategically for where it fits best. But I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a net positive when all is said and done. I think it's a, it's a pretty pronounced net positive. 
uh, with taking that little bit of time off. So stay tuned. I will let you know when that happens, how that goes. But uh, I, I definitely see that happening in my future uh, soon-ish. Maybe not sooner rather than later, but uh, probably this summer. It'd be a good excuse to not run for a few days in the in the sweltering sauna that is Central Florida in uh, July and August. So we will see. But uh, that was that was my takeaway. And uh, as you can tell from again from the episode and now from me rehashing it again. Um, it resonated pretty strong. So what about you? Did the same thing resonate with you? Was it something different that, that Candy talked about? Maybe uh, wear blue or something something completely different as well? What resonated with you from today's conversation? Let me know. Uh, shoot me a tweet. Shoot me an Instagram message. At Dizruns is the handle on both places. Uh, you can also shoot me an email. Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode for some photos, some some uh, you know Cliff's notes. Uh, there's There's links there as well. Um, to wear blue, to all of Candy's information, to anything else that we talked about. Ellen always does a great job of throwing the, the show notes together, so, so thank you to her. Um, but uh, you can head over there, disruns.com slash 716 is the link that will take you back to the show notes for today's episode. And you can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well while you're on the site. Um, and so we'd just love to hear what stood out to you from this episode. If you do head over to the show notes while you're there, click over to the homepage, get yourself registered for the giveaway. Disruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Check it out and uh, get yourself on, get yourself on the list. You can't win it if you're not in it. So get yourself entered. It takes about two and a half seconds. Okay. Maybe it takes 15, you know, but let me, not, let me not uh, over exaggerate here. Maybe it takes 15 or 20 seconds to get yourself entered and uh, you're good to go. And I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with you with all the, the fine print, which is not a whole lot of fine print, but you'll, you'll know what's going on. Um, last but not least, just a quick update on the fundraising. If you're so inclined or if you, if you have any idea what I'm talking about, running the Goofy Challenge in 2020, January of 2020 at Walt Disney World, doing it as a charity runner for the first time. And uh, if you missed the special announcement, there's about five episodes back in your feed, something like that. You can find all the details, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. We are at about 15, I think 16% of the goal. And uh, don't forget, if, if we hit the goal by the end of April, um, I'm going to do some, some more things. I'm already going to do a thing. Uh, which if you know, you know, and if not, go back and check that out. Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit crazy, something way outside of my comfort zone, just as a way to try to get some of those, those donations in, um, doing that in just a few days, doing that on the 26th of April, which is this upcoming Friday as this show gets released on, on Monday, the 22nd. Um, so yeah. And if you want me to, to go outside of my comfort zone again, uh, we need to get some donations flown in, get that goal met by the end of the month. Disruns.com slash Goofy is the link that'll take you right to my fundraising page on Team and Training, um, or the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I guess is where it takes you. Um, and and no worries about me doing anything shady with the money. I never touch it. I never see a penny of it in my hands. You donate in my name. It goes straight to the organization, and they do great things with that with that money to help those that are battling leukemia and lymphoma. So uh, any help, dollar, five dollars, twenty six point two dollars, if or twenty six point twenty six dollars and twenty cents. If I can get my words out, um, that uh, is the suggested donation before this Friday or, or through this Friday um, because of what I'm doing. And there's a little hint for you, but check out the special announcement for all those details or the the Facebook group or wherever. It'll be on my, my public Facebook page probably today or tomorrow as well. So um, that is that is what's going on. So disruns.com slash goofy. Thank you to everybody who's kicked in so far. We've already got almost $600 in the bank, which is fantastic and just like... I mean, the, the announcement's been out for like 10 days or something like that, two weeks. So thank you all for the support so much. It means it means so much that, uh, you know, for the most part, we've, we've never met in person. Uh, a lot of us have, have 
had some good interactions on social media, but we've never, we've never shaken hands. We've never broken bread. We've never shared a hug. Um, and you're willing to kick in some funds for, for in my name, but to, to support the greater good. That's why the running community is so fantastic. That's why I'm so proud and honored to be a part of it. And I'm so thankful that you're a part of it as well. So thank you guys for all you do for supporting me with, with the goofy challenge for supporting me with the show for, for just everything. Uh, I, I, I love this community. I, I love I love what we have going on here, and uh, I'm looking forward to you know bigger and better things always, uh, and ways to make things better. And uh, I'm glad that y'all are with me on this ride. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Uh, and until next time, be well. Take care. Thank you again for listening and all that you all that you bring to my life. Even if you don't realize it, uh, just just press and play a couple three times a week is awesome. It really means a lot to me. So thank you for all you do. And until next time, take care, guys.